This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. Good morning, happy Wednesday. When you guys are listening to this, we have some super exciting stuff going on. I will mention that in a minute. But as always, I just want to say thank you guys so much for all the love and support on this podcast. Y'all have been popping off lately and I am so thankful and it's so amazing and we have had so many new listeners and so many new downloads and I just want to say thank you guys so much and as always, if you can go and rate this podcast, share it with a friend, follow it, whatever, if you love it, that would mean so, so, so much to me. But like I said, we have some very exciting stuff happening today. So we are actually launching hats and totes for Helfridge Collective. And obviously I made them, obviously I'm biased, but I think they are the cutest, the cutest hats ever. We have a cream colored one. We have a green one. We have a tote bag that I specifically made the dimensions for so that it's big enough that you can put a lot of things in it. You could put a beach towel. You could put some books. You could put whatever you need to take to the beach, some sunscreen, but it's not too big that it's like an overnight bag. So if you're interested, head over to healthridgecollective.com. Go buy yourself a hat. Go buy yourself a tote. I will technically be in Italy when this episode goes live and when the launch goes live, but I can't wait to see everyone wearing their new stuff. I don't know if you guys can tell by my voice, but I am getting a little sick, which is not great. I took a COVID test yesterday. I'm negative. I'm still able to travel. I just think I kind of have the common cold. I think I've been a little run down. I think I'm extremely burnt out. So I decided to take a ginger shot yesterday. I have been drinking a lot of tea. I've had water, but my sinuses are just so plugged and I don't know if you can hear it I can hear it but we're trying our best to get through it we have we have places to go and things to do so if you have any quick tips on getting rid of a cold let me know please I am begging you so this week's peak of the week as I mentioned last week my best friend Scott Still didn't have his passport, but I am very excited to let you all know that he finally got it on Thursday morning. They sent it to him in the mail. We leave on Tuesday. He got it Thursday and he's coming to Italy and it'll be so much fun, but I was very stressed out about it. He started to get stressed out about it. My mom was stressed out about it. We were all stressed. So that is my peak is that he finally got his passport and he's able to come. My pit of the week is definitely just that I'm feeling very burnt out. I'm feeling extremely overwhelmed. I feel like I'm also kind of pushing my body to the extreme right now, which is why I also think Italy will be so good for me because I'm not going to work out the entire time I'm there. And I do have to be honest with all of you. I have not been taking my own advice lately. I have not been taking rest days like I probably should have. My body is very, very sore. My body hurts a ton. And I have not been taking any rest days, which is not good for me at all. So I really think having two weeks to just enjoy a new place and eat all the food and go for walks and not 
put any strain on my body is going to be super, super beneficial. But this week in general, I've just felt very overwhelmed. I have a lot of stuff to do. I still have to do my conference presentation and it's currently Sunday. <laughs> so that's a bit of an issue, but we are working on it. We're getting better, but I'm just very stressed out. Also, the thought of giving a conference presentation scares me to my core. It makes me want to throw up, to be honest. I'm not a public speaker. I'm not very outgoing. I get crippling anxiety in front of people. So I'm still a week out from when I actually even have to present, and I want to throw up. I want to cry. I am so insanely nervous, like so nervous. So that's kind of just been looming over me all week and I just am so stressed out. And that's also why I haven't really started my presentation because just the thought of it gives me anxiety. But I'll get it done. I always get it done. I just need to buckle down and get my shit together. So that is what we are doing today. But okay, changing gears, getting into this week's episode. I've been asked this question honestly a lot and I feel like it's a very good topic to kind of talk about. But a lot of people have asked me, how do you make friends moving to a new city? How do you make friends post-grad? How do you make friends in your 20s? Which I had an episode a little while ago. I say a little while ago, like months ago, almost a full year ago, saying that I had no idea how to make friends when I first moved to Pittsburgh. But now that I've been here for a while, I've kind of got my bearings. I'm not really as scared as I was when I first moved. I think I have some good advice and some good tips that I can give you guys on kind of making friends post-grad because it's definitely very complicated and it's not as easy as it was when you're in high school or even when you're in undergrad. Girlies, when you're first starting a business, you have enough to worry about. The stress is overwhelming and there's absolutely no reason you should be adding any more. Luckily for us, Shopify is here to help. Shopify has all the tools to power and build your business to the next level. It grows with your business no matter how far or big you grow. Thanks to an endless list of integration and third-party apps, Anything you can think of from on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots, everything you need to revolutionize your business, they have. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and they are the global force behind Allbirds, Linen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. As a WTTC listener, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash WTTC, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash WTTC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, shopify.com slash WTTC. Okay, girlies, we are talking about our favorites once again. If you've ever had an embarrassing BO moment, Lumi is here to help. Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control from everywhere, including your pits, your feet, and yes, 
even your privates. And fun fact, but it was actually a patient's concern about their private odor that originally inspired the OBGYN who invented Lumi. I currently have the toasted coconut deodorant, and let me tell you, it is my absolute favorite, and it smells so good. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers, and it comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code WTTC for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's WTTC at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. So a little bit of background on me if you don't know, but I have made two big moves in my life when I was 20 years old, I think. I moved from Alberta, Canada. I moved to Arizona to go to school. I did my undergraduate there. And then recently, I just moved to Pittsburgh in August. And I'm currently living here and I'm going to school and I'm doing my grad. Also, both times that I moved, I knew absolutely no one. I have never have even been to the city of Pittsburgh. I've never even been in Pennsylvania before I decided to pick up and move here. So both times I really came in blind knowing absolutely no one. And I do feel like I have a good group of friends in both places now. So the first tip that I'm going to give you is probably the one that I actually use the most, but it's to use social media. I mean, if you think about it, making friends is kind of like dating. It's kind of the same idea. You're getting to know people. You're seeing if you mesh. You're seeing if you want to hang out with them. It's pretty much the same thing. And a lot of dating has now moved to social media platforms. And I think a lot of friendships have moved to social media platforms too. So something that I do is I will literally DM girls that live in my city that I think are cool and be like, hey, want to go for coffee? Or we will follow each other on social media and then start liking each other's stuff and then casually we'll start a convo. Or at work, because I was new and I was getting to know all these nurses, I ended up following all of them on Insta. And from there, we can see kind of what each other's up to. I reply to some of their stories and then I get their numbers and then we text and then we hang out. So it really is a great tool to use. Like Instagram is literally the best way to make friends, which sounds a little scary, but shoot your shot, girls. Shoot your shot, slide into their DMs and see what happens. And I've had a situation where I've done that. I've had lots of situations where I've done that and they either didn't reply back or read it and rejected it. But then those aren't people that I want to be friends with anyways. You know, like I just feel like the right people will reply to me, we'll go for coffee, maybe we'll hit it off, maybe we'll become best friends. We don't know. But if someone doesn't reply to me or rejects me, I just take it with a grain of salt and I'm like, okay, maybe we wouldn't vibe, maybe we wouldn't be friends anyways. And I'm going to say it again, it's literally like dating. It's the same mentality. If someone, if you're talking to a boy or talking to a girl or whoever, and they aren't interested in you or they don't reply to you, then you go, 
okay, obviously you're not meant for me. Let me move on and find someone else. Same thing. Okay, this next one is a lot easier said than done, especially if you're anything like me and you're a very shy person and not outgoing at all. But take initiative. Take initiative. If you're in a workout class, I find that workout classes are a great place to meet people because you're pretty much like-minded. When I go to Pilates, everyone in this Pilates class is pretty similar to me. And we both got up at 6 a.m. to go work out. So obviously we have something in common, but I will take initiative sometimes and I'll go up to a girl or someone and I'll be like, oh, I love your workout set. It's so cute. I was at work the other night and I was leaving in the morning and there was another nurse that was literally walking beside me like down this hallway. We have to take like a long route to get back to our cars and we were in the elevator. We were going down. We were walking by each other, this whole thing. And for the first like three minutes of us walking beside each other, I said absolutely nothing. I said absolutely nothing. I was like, I'm so uncomfortable. I don't know if I should be like, oh my God, how you doing? Like, I didn't know what to say. I obviously knew her. She knew me. I was like, do I just go on my phone? Do I pretend like I don't see her? When we're literally walking, like maybe two inches apart from each other. And so at a certain point, I was like, you just need to suck it up and you need to start a convo. So I turned around to her and I was like, oh my gosh, like, are you so excited to go home and go to bed? Because we just worked night shift. We were exhausted. And from there, we talked about where she lives. We talked about how far her drive is. We talked about our work schedules and when we would be seeing each other next. And I felt so good about the interaction. Naturally, I thought about it for the next like several hours and kind of picked everything apart because that's just how my brain works. But I felt good with the fact that I stepped outside my comfort zone. I took initiative. I feel more comfortable with her now. And when I see her in the unit, we'll spark up convos. And then in turn, that also makes my experience at work way better because I feel more comfortable with the nurses and with the people that I'm surrounding myself with. And I feel like I've gotten to know her better. Who knows if we'll like actually hang out and be friends, but just for now, taking that initiative and taking that one step really has changed the way that my work experiences and it's changed my comfortability levels with other people that are there too. One thing that I've learned being post-grad is that age doesn't matter. The age of your friends does not matter, and we kind of need to get that out of our head that they have to be a certain age. It's literally just like dating. Oh my god, I sound like I'm talking about dating. It's literally the same though, but a lot of my friends now, I'm friends with them based on our similar interests, and we're the same people, and we have the same values and all this stuff instead of just because they're the people that were there. Like the people I was friends with in high school, I had to be friends with them because they were the only people I could be friends with. And if I didn't have any friends, I would eat lunch alone. I mean, I did that a little bit anyways, but do you know what I mean? Like you had to be friends with certain people because of situation. And when you're post-grad and you kind of have the freedom and you're in like the working world and you're meeting people from all different walks of life, you can pick and choose who your friends are. You don't need to stay friends with people for any reason. 
And so one of my best friends, Chisholm, who was on an episode of the pod, she is literally my best friend. I love everything about her. She's like my big sister, but she's a solid 10 years older than me. And you would never guess. You would never know. And originally, if I would have known her age before we became friends, I would have been like, what am I going to have in common with someone who's 35? Like, what similarities are we going to have? You know, like, you kind of almost put them in a box, and I would normally be like, oh, I'm not even going to try and interact with her because she's so much older than me, so we're definitely in different stages of life. And she's a full-blown doctor. She is, like, a full-blown attending, super, super insanely smart, and I look at her every day, and I'm like, this is someone that I want to become, but we also have so many things in common. Like, I just spent a solid 40 minutes after Pilates just standing there talking with her, and we both, like, weren't ready to say bye, but we had to because we had things to do, but we just have so much to talk about all the time. So it's really shown me that one of the biggest things that I have to do to make friends post-grad is find people that really resonate with me. It doesn't matter people's age. Normally, if you're like in high school and you're 10 and you're hanging out with someone 20, that's weird. That's, That's a weird situation. If you guys are best friends and you're hanging out, weird. But when you're older and you're post-grad, Age does not matter. So don't cut people out just because of their age. If you find out their age right now, you might have a lot more in common and you might actually become best friends. So don't put certain restrictions on age limits because you never know what might happen. Another great way to make friends in a new city or post-grad or whatever it is, is once you do make a good friend, Become friends with their friends. Get to know people that they know. Go out with a group of people. Try your best to be social. Sometimes that's very hard, especially for me. But one of my friends is actually roommates with one of my other friends. And that's how I got to know her. Side note, the way that I met this friend is that she was in the gym working out and I needed someone to model for Hellrich Collective and I was like panicked and I didn't know who I was going to have and I couldn't find anyone that was really fitting the vibe that I wanted and I saw this girl working out in the gym and I was like, I'm just going to shoot my shot and go up to her and ask her. Went up to her. I was like, hey, I have a clothing brand. This is so weird. Can I get your install? Send you the info. I did it. I sent her the info. She modeled for HC and now she's one of my best friends and we're hanging out today. So that was the scariest thing of my entire life. I'm not even joking, but that's how I met that friend. I just had to put myself out there so much to the point that I was like had a panic attack, but it worked out well. Then I got to know her roommate and now all three of us are hanging out today. One way that my mom actually told me to make friends is that if I see people constantly, so say I see them in the gym a lot and I see them every day, you know how you kind of get familiar with people and you do like the little like, hey, how are you type of thing when you see people all the time? Or say you go to a coffee shop all the time. Or if you are in school, I mean, I'm technically post-grad, but I'm still a graduate student and I still go to school and I still see people in my classes. 
but just one of these times start up a convo. I find that the best way for me to kind of segue into a conversation is to compliment them on like their outfit or compliment them on something because it kind of gives you something to talk about and then maybe they'll tell you where it's from and then you can kind of have a whole conversation about it. But if you see people all the time in a certain place, just try and step outside your comfort zone once and just spark up a conversation. Another big, big, big thing with trying to make friends is try your best to not overthink it. And I know that that's really hard, especially if you're someone like me. I overthink absolutely everything. So when I'm trying to make a new friend, I will literally think about every single thing that I said to them and I will replay it over and over in my head. And I will pick everything apart. I will be nervous that I'm texting them too much. I'll be nervous that they think that I'm like too annoying. I will get nervous about literally every single aspect of it. And I've had to learn to not overthink it. If you're meant to be friends, you're going to be friends. They're going to like you for the way that you are. It's literally dating. But also a lot of other people want to make friends. I don't know what person is like, you know what? Someone comes up to me, they want to hang out, they want to go for coffee. I'm good. I have enough friends. I don't need any more. If that's the person, they suck. Like, I don't know who wants to not make friends. So if you're putting yourself out there, a lot of the time it will be received well, unless they're actually a bitch. (laughs) And if that's the case, we move on. We don't overthink it. We don't even give it a second thought. And we just continue on. I will say that it's the same with anything in life. You need to give it time. When I first moved to Arizona for my undergrad, I had extreme anxiety about the fact that I had no friends. And keep in mind, I moved to Arizona for undergrad. I moved to a place where every single student lived on campus. We had sororities. We had this like You had to have a friend group is basically what I'm trying to say. And so I was extremely, extremely nervous when I first got there because I was like, I'm not making any friends. The first month, two months-ish, I called my mom literally every day and I said, I need you to bring me home. I have no friends. I don't enjoy this. I'm by myself all the time. I'm lonely. I feel uncomfortable going to my sorority house. I was so uncomfortable. I was honestly so uncomfortable for like three years, but I was so uncomfortable because I'm not outgoing enough to just automatically get to know everyone and hang out with everyone and go to parties and all this stuff. Like I'm so quiet. So if someone didn't initiate a convo with me, I just wouldn't say anything. But slowly but surely, as time went on and around like month two, month three, I started to get to know people and because I'm so quiet, I have to really become comfortable with them in order to open up. So it takes a long time for me to kind of make friends. But once people got to know me and see my personality, they liked me and we started hanging out more and doing more things and I felt way more secure in the friendship to the point that I didn't overthink anything anymore and it just kind of became a norm and they just became my best friends. When I moved to Pittsburgh, it was a little bit different because... 
being in graduate school, you don't need to hang out with people in your program. I mean, I can go to school and do everything kind of on my own. I'm not in an environment where you need to have friends necessarily. Like I'm a full blown adult now. If I want to stay home by myself all the time, I can. If I want to only have friends in my hometown back home, I can. Obviously, I want to have friends in Pittsburgh. Obviously, I want to hang out with people. Obviously, I want to have friends at school, but I didn't put that pressure on myself to make it happen the minute I got to school. Like the minute I moved here, I wasn't stressed out about, oh my God, I need friends. Otherwise, I'm not going to survive socially in this new place. So because of that, I felt a lot more comfortable and a lot more chill and a lot more personable. And my personality kind of really started to show right off the bat because I wasn't as stressed out about how are people going to perceive me. I was like, either you like me or you don't. So because of that, I got to know a lot of people pretty quick within my program and I got to make some best friends from it. But it did still take time to kind of get to where I am at now with those friendships. I, I look at it all the time. I think about it all the time. The people that I'm best friends with now, our relationship when I first moved here like nine months ago, obviously extremely different. I wasn't talking to them every day. I was a little hesitant on what I could tell them, what I couldn't. I was trying to kind of go out more and be more social than I honestly really am just so I could build these friendships. But what I've noticed is that the people that are actually like really, really good friends of mine are kind of the people that have stayed the entire time. And the people that I was kind of only friends with for circumstance or because of our situation or because I was forcing myself to be more social than I really am and go out more, those friendships fizzled out. I'll obviously still message some people from my program if I need their help or if I have something to tell them or whatever it is. We're still obviously like friendly and like acquaintances, but my best friends from my program are, first of all, people I didn't think I would be best friends with, but also people that have really gotten to know me and gotten to know my personality and we've really meshed. I know making friends is very hard and as a girl who has gone through a lot of friendships and I know that doesn't make me look very good but I've kind of been friends with some shitty people in my life and a lot of it has been circumstance and then it's kind of bit me in the ass but as a girl who has gone through a lot of friendship breakups and tried to make new friends and get to know new people it's a very scary thing and it's very difficult and it takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot of energy out of you. So be patient with yourself. Know that it takes time. And also know that if friendships fizzle out, they fizzle out. And it's not necessarily a reflection of you. It's not necessarily a reflection of them. Sometimes it just happens. And it's because you're just growing in different directions. You're in different stages of life. And I honestly believe that friendships serve a purpose. And some of them are meant for a lifetime. Some of them are meant for a season. Some of them are meant to teach you something. Some of them are meant to help you in a certain way. Like every friendship that I've ever had has 
benefited me in some way. Even the ones that were really, really shitty and super toxic. They've benefited me in the way that I now know, one, what I want in a friendship and what I won't tolerate anymore. And two, it's made me a way stronger person. And it's made me have to kind of come to grasp, first of all, with what happened. And second of all, with who I am and how I handle situations and what I will accept and what I won't. But all in all, go out there, make some friends. If you want a new friend, send me a DM and let's become friends and let's go for coffee if you're in the area. But I'm always open to talk to people and get to know people. Oh my God, I actually had one girl message me that said that she was going to be in Italy when I was there and wondering where I was going because if we were in the same town, she would want to have coffee. And it turns out that we're not going to be in the same towns at the same time, but I was so, so excited to go for coffee with her. So honestly, if you need a friend, let me know because I'm always looking for new friends because I have a max of maybe three. So, (laughs) but before I completely finish this episode, I do just want to end on one note that know what you bring to the table. One of the things that I always tell myself when I'm trying to make friends is that I'm a great fucking friend. I will go to the ends of the earth for my friends and I will do whatever I need to do to help them. And that is something that I bring to the table. And if someone doesn't want to be my friend, then they're lost because they're losing out on an amazing friend and that sucks for them. So whatever. But Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. As always, share it with a friend. Send me a DM. Let's become besties. And I will catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.